Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name is Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats tasting defeat for the first time in 2019, losing 36-29 in Montreal, and fans pointed to a number of reasons why. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. It is powered by Eastgate Ford. And, well, the game is still on. It's not over just yet, uh, but it is not looking good for the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. For the first time in, uh, well, in 2019, it looks like the Tiger Cats are going to go down two defeats remarkably against the Montreal Alouettes. Under two and a half to play, it is 36-26 for Les Alouettes, who are playing their home opener tonight. And another slow start once again for the Ticats. They finally scored their first touchdown uh, in a first quarter this season. Had a mediocre first half, an awful third quarter, and are trying to make it a game here in the fourth, but uh, they might just run out of time. We'll keep you up to date on the last couple of minutes at Percival Molson Stadium. Tonight uh, is uh, a game that belongs to one William Stanback. The Alouettes running back has absolutely dominated the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. Three touchdowns, 20 carries, 198 yards, and he also has a catch for another 46 yards. He is having himself a night to remember. And if the Ticats do go down to the feet, they have a ball in and around the Montreal 45 or so with two minutes to go and down by 10. If the Ticats go down to defeat, it'll be another missed opportunity, or at least the first one of the season, but another missed opportunity to try and go 4-0, and which they have not done to start a season since 1989. The year of the catch. We all remember in the Grey Cup by Tony Champion. That's a long time ago to not be 4-0. and Last time they were 3-0 was back in 2004, and once again this season starting out of the gate very fast. But what went wrong tonight? There's not a whole heck of a lot that went right. There are a couple of bright spots here and there. Maybe we'll start with the positives. And I should mention that a, the phones are open at 905-645-3221 and star 9900 on your cell. Even though the game is still in progress, feel free to call in with your thoughts on tonight's game. You can also vote for your player of the game. It should be it should be a unanimous vote tonight. And it should be William Stanback. He has been incredible. Big runs, big first downs, three TDs as I mentioned. Uh, outstanding game. One of the best games I've seen from an individual player um, in some time. Uh, Also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well, so you can chime in on Facebook as you are tuning in on the social media giant. And there are a couple of comments that we'll get to that have already streamed in. Some comments on Twitter as well. Just under two minutes to go in Montreal. Ticats again down by 10. Here's some of the hot takes, as I like to call them, uh, for this football game that I took down some notes. And once again, the Ticats were not ready to play this football game. They came out in the first quarter 
and just did not look in sync on offense or on defense. And you can really say that throughout the football game. They just, something was missing tonight. And yes, they practiced all week. They worked on their schematics and their scheme for this football game. Yeah, we all know it's tough to beat a team in back-to-back weeks, even if it is a rebuilding unit like the Montreal Alouettes. But it is a road game. It is a back half of a ha- of a home and home series, and I think it, and someone mentioned it earlier on Twitter, and I wholeheartedly agree. This game falls into the trap game scenario, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, this team's three and zero. Nothing is, you know, uh, phased this Tie Cats team. They blew the Argonauts out of the water. They crushed the Alouettes last week. They won a toss-up of the game against the Rough Riders in Week 1. And heading into this game against Montreal, the Tiger Cats knew that a win tonight would be huge in the standings with uh, Ottawa facing Winnipeg. But not only that, Calgary's next on the slate. Back at Tim Hortons Field. So a road game after a 3-0 start against a team they should win with a big-time opponent coming up next week, this is the epitome of a trap game. And basically the definition of a trap game is a, a game in which one opponent will take for granted, I guess, uh, the other team. And I'm not saying the Ticats did that tonight, but they didn't come out as sharp as they have in other football games, even though they didn't score points in the first quarter against Toronto and against Montreal uh, last week and against Saskatchewan in the first game, you know, field goal here and there, at least they were playing well as a defense and on special teams to not have to rally the troops. But tonight they fell behind 10 love. They did come back with authority, but not with a bunch of touchdowns. They scored one, Jalen Acklin's first career TD in the first quarter. Then it was four Liram Haralahu field goals in the second quarter, and that that necessarily stunted the momentum. But this Ticats team could have put the hammer down in the second quarter because Montreal was not doing anything either. One of the other things that we have to talk about tonight as well is the loss of Sean Thomas Erlington. He went down with a knee-slash-leg injury. Looks like a hyperextension at this point, which might be the best-case scenario. And maybe something even better, that would be a Charlie horse. But still, at the end of the day, let's hope it's not an ACL or a PCL or an MCL. Let's keep the ligaments out of this. That would be best-case scenario for Sean Thomas Erlington. That was some of the bad news tonight. Some of the good news, uh, Anthony Coombs, recently picked up just a couple of weeks ago by the Ticats, has fared well in his first Ticats game. Six carries, 51 yards thus far tonight. He's got five catches for another 61. So that dual threat that we saw all those seasons with the Toronto Argonauts uh, is looking pretty good in his first game as a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, but it looks like the Tiger Cats are going to go down to defeat tonight. It is at 36-26 for the Alouettes, just over a minute to go, and Tiger Cats going for a field goal. It would be Harulahu's fifth of the game, and great for him, and that's you know, another bright spot tonight. Laurel Maharalahu nails the field goal. And, yeah, he's perfect. But, you know, this team, in this league, you need TDs. You can't beat an opponent 
by just kicking field goals, unless it's one of those really crappy weather games and both teams are relying on their kickers to get the job done. But this is not one of those games. And this Ticats defense should not be giving up 36 points against Montreal. I mean, this team should have keyed in on Stanback and let Vernon Adams Jr. beat them. And Vernon Adams has had an okay game, maybe a solid game, but not a terrific game. And Jeremiah Masoli has not had an awful game. He's thrown for 401 yards tonight and a couple of TDs. Yeah, he had an interception, which turned into seven points, which is the difference of the ballgame tonight, by the way. 36-29. But at the end of the day, these are the kind of games that this team, if it wants to be the elite of the elite, which I think it's on the cusp. This team is on the cusp of being an elite, bonafide, Grey Cup contender. These are the kind of games, these are the kind of the opponents that the Tiger Cats have to squish. And they haven't been doing that. There is a, another development at Percival Molson Stadium with just over a minute to go. It looks like... It appears, there's a flag on the field, it appears the Ticats have recovered the onside kick. So maybe all, the ne- <laughs> maybe all the negativity that we're feeling right now is going, to, is going to be flipped if this indeed is uh, an onside kick that the Ticats have reco- recovered. But it looks like the football had gone out of bounds. We'll keep you abreast of the latest, greatest on what's happening in Montreal. But right now it's 36-29 for the Alouettes. William Stanback is the player of the game, in my opinion. 20 carries, 198 rushing yards, three TDs. And he also has a catch for another 46 yards. One of the other things that I do want to touch on is the Ticats' run defense. Is the other hot take I have in this game. Is that in the previous three games against Saskatchewan, yeah, I know they allowed 172 yards on the ground against the Riders, which is not a good stat. But against Toronto and Montreal in back-to-back weeks, the Ticats' run D was really good. So they were averaging, coming into this game, 103 yards per game, fifth best in the league. So, you know, middle of the pack, not too bad. If you can average that throughout the rest of the season, that's a pretty good stat, to be around 100 yards. Tonight, though, well over 260 yards to the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, that just can't happen. 260? No way. I couldn't even live with 160. And it looks like the Alouettes are going to get the football here, so this uh, might be game over for the Ticats. It would turn out to be the first loss of the season for Hamilton and uh, certainly some dour faces in Hamilton tonight. Frank on CHML's Facebook page. Yes, we're broadcasting live once again on CHML's Facebook page. He writes in, Masoli, you can't depend on him. And tonight, the interception he threw, and you got to give credit to Glenn Love. He made a great play in the first quarter, stepping in front of Brandon Banks to grab one out of the air. Sometimes you just have to credit the other team. And Love made a great play on that. And uh, the Alouettes capitalized with a TD, which you should normally do on turnovers one turnover apiece um for each team tonight the Ticats getting a field goal on their fumble recovery uh in this ball game uh bill on chml's facebook page says if anyone here didn't think the possibility of the Ticats getting trapped off 
they were kidding themselves. You're playing the same team again. Of course, Montreal was going to change the way they played this game. And they did. And it, it falls into that trap game category. There's no doubt about it. Ticats down 36-29 with seconds to play. So it appears that the Cats are going to go to 3-1 and one on the season and that the Alouettes will win their first game of the season after starting 0 and two and getting well rather embarrassed i think last week by the hamilton tiger cats 41 to 10 at tim horton's field so if this score line holds 36 29 montreal uh the season series will still be very much in doubt because uh, the, these two teams are going to meet later on in this season and next week a massive game between the cats and the stampeders that one should be Fun to watch. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford here on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In for another night of Ticats and CFL talk. You can call in with your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin and at am900chml on Twitter. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to everyone watching on Facebook. Uh, vote for your player of the game. Mine is William Stanback. Uh, close to 200 rushing yards tonight. Three TDs. He was absolutely phenomenal tonight and uh, deserves, I think, a unanimous choice for player of the game. But hey, this is this is why we do these core kind of things. Because you might have a different opinion. You might see somebody else on Montreal or someone on the Ticats to give high praise. You know, Liram Harolahu would not be a bad choice either. Five for five on field goals. He was very good tonight. By the way, this is going to be Kahari Jones's first win as a CFL head coach. So props to him. As uh, Kahari Jones, a one-time Ticat, although he's mostly known for being a Winnipeg Blue Bomber and a very darn good one, uh, gets his first win in the CFL. It is going to be a final in seconds as the Montreal Alouettes have indeed beaten the Hamilton Tiger Cats by a score of 36-29. to 29. Let's go to the phones, and Dave is called into the first or into the fifth quarter. Hey, Dave, how are you? Uh, well, you know, not too good. <laughs> yeah, this one this one slipped away pretty quickly from the Ticats tonight. Well, they came out and they looked... Just flat again. Uh, slow start. Um, they looked like that team was resembling last year. Uh, all penalties, all kinds of stupid penalties that uh, probably cost them the game. I'm not, not probably, definitely cost them the game. Um, can't pick a player of the game for the Ticats, no doubt. I think the whole team was bad. Um, Dalvin Bro, in my opinion, had the worst game I've ever, ever seen him play in the CSL tonight. I agree. Uh, he, um, you know, a, a couple of penalties against him. He wasn't as sharp as he has been. That's no, that's one hundred percent accurate. The whole team, I think. I don't think he was any. Well, yeah, the higher Lofter, maybe he was the best guy on the team tonight. So uh, is he your is he your vote for player of the game? I'll do that for the tie cat, sure. Um, but yeah, the whole team, the whole team, really, they look like an old three team tonight, not a three and old team tonight. I really, really think that. As for Calgary coming up next Saturday, well, I'm still deciding where they're even going to go. I'm predicting they're going to get Wall up to Foley by Mitchell's in, and if I'm wrong, I'll come on on the air and eat crow. 
Well, hey, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. The the well, Stamps you know, have owned this Ticats team in the past. Yeah. And uh, if Bo Levi Mitchell is healthy, which I have my doubts, but if he is, that's a very different team. Yeah, I, you know, I hope I hope uh, I hope we can beat Calgary, but uh, be sure to be nice. I mean, it was a bad game for the Cats. Now we have to decide which is the real Cats—the one that they barely beat Saskatchewan in the first game, or this team, or somewhere in between. Um, it was great for the ride, but uh, now we're back to reality, and there's a long season ahead of us. And uh, you did touch on something, even though you know you touched on the durability of Ellington uh, uh, of uh, STE. Um, well, it was a terrible hit, terrible positioning, terrible pass that led to him getting hit that way. Um, Zoli had a bad night. So, uh, in my by the my, my uh, by the looks of it, I don't think uh, ST is going to be back for a while, and uh, maybe they uh, need to find a stopgap or something between now and then. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but that type of hit and uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it looked uh, pretty bad. Dave, appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We're all over Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin as well. And you can throw us a line on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live tonight on Facebook. Um, yeah, the, the, the Sean Thomas Erlington injury did not look good. It looks like a hyperextension. It might be a Charlie horse, although it would be a very severe one if it kept him out of the game. So I'm leaning more towards the hyperextension. Let's hope it doesn't have anything to do with an ACL or an MCL or a PCL because that would be a worst-case scenario. And now you're talking months uh, on the injured list as opposed to maybe a couple of games or a few weeks. Uh, let's hope he can avoid the six-game injured list because uh, this this team, and let's not forget, you know, he he left the ball game, and it uh, it was still hanging in the balance. It was still there for each team to to grab. It was only ten nothing Montreal in the first quarter when he went down. So, I mean, Thomas Erlington on the field for the bulk of this football game may have made a huge difference. Not to say that Anthony Coombs played horribly, because I thought he had a really good game. Um, you know, the Ticats just fell behind because their defense could not stop Montreal in the third and the fourth quarters. And uh, the Ticats had to abandon that run game. Um, I, I will say this as well in terms of teams having bad games. Yes, it happens. The best teams rebound from those bad games. So when they have a bad week, the next week they come out and have one of their best games of the season. And that is an absolute must for this Ticats team. If they want to establish the identity of this 2019 season, this game coming up against the Stamps is a statement game in more ways than one. You're taking on the defending champs. It's a home game. You're coming off a loss on the road. You've just lost your star running back. How is this team going to respond? This is Orlando Steinauer's moment to say, this is the type of team we're going to be. And let's see how they come out. Because if they come out like they did tonight in the first quarter against Calgary, it's probably going to be the same result. Dave also mentioned penalties, too. And this is the reason why I don't think penalties tonight cost the Ticats the game. Did they influence the final score? Sure, they always do. But here's the statistic you have to realize. The Ticats penalized an atrocious amount of times tonight. 15 penalties for 179 yards. That is horrible. You you can't have that statistic. But Montreal was penalized 13 times for 154 yards. 
So we're talking a difference of 25 yards in penalties and two more penalties. It's not like the Cats had 15 for 175 and the Alouettes had three for 54. It was a soft. Penalties did not decide tonight's game. Were there some bad ones? Yeah. Were there some bad calls? Sure. But that was not the be-all and end-all to tonight's game. It was a slow start. Yes, the Ticats rallied and took the lead, but their offense just could not sustain drives tonight. And Montreal was in that boat too, but come the second half, the Alouettes found a way to get first downs and scores. The Ticats simply could not. Montreal 36, Hamilton 29. The Cats fall to 3-1. and one. The Owls, their first win of the season. First win of the Kahari Jones era. They're now 1-2 and two on the year. Back to the phones we go. Manny is called in in the fifth quarter. Hey, Manny. Hey, Rick. How are you doing, buddy? I'm uh, not too bad. How about you? Yeah, not, not too bad. Not too bad. They, they weren't going to go 18-0. So more more than likely, so you know, four and zero would have been nice, though, eh? Would yeah, it would have been nice for sure. Uh, but you know what? Uh, let's give credit. Montreal played a hell of a game, hell of a home game. Uh, they came out with a lot of passion. Uh, obviously, uh, a great game by Stanback. But I, I think that a lot of the things that were um, that they were doing wrong at the beginning of the year, the Cats in the first three games, rear its ugly head today in a closer matchup. You know, in the blowout games, they didn't really uh, make that much of a difference, but they haven't been good against a run all year so far this year. Uh, Delvin Bro looks so far shadowed himself. I mean, he's got four passive appearance penalties this year. Um, and there's a couple of other key areas that, um, that it, you know, earlier on in the year uh, when they were winning those blowouts, they just weren't doing that well. And, and the first, I think the first, one of the first runs by Stanback, it was uh, around the two-yard line, three-yard line, he took it in. And I saw the reaction of, uh, of Tuggle at middle. And he, he uh, you know, this guy's coming in full speed. He needs a couple of yards. And even at, you know, I mean, even at, I coached at amateur level, like even at grassroots football, you you're he instead of coming forward and meeting him in the tackle he first of all he tackled him upright and he kind of st- st- stood back and i don't know if you know a guy like dean would have uh would have would have done that differently now it's early to tell i mean it's been three games for tuckle but uh i think that the front seven uh all around didn't play that well today at all uh, and he, not even the dbs but especially the front seven i think that set the tone early in the game um you know that guy uh that guy Frey or Frey, Frey or Frey, well, he's got some energy. And yeah, towards the end of the game, he was he was he was trying to make everything happen. Well, he's something. You know what? And the thing is, though, he's a, apparently I, I guess he's a backup linebacker. And uh, you know, I I just love to see that tenacity and and uh, you know that looks like a, a kind of a prototypical yeah you know a Hamilton kind of Hamiltonian of a football player. You know, tough. He looks hard nosed. He looks like he wants to play. And I'm glad. Uh, that Coombs Kuhl, had a good Coombs had a good game because uh, I always liked the kid and uh, you know in wearing number one jersey knowing who wore who the great uh, Earl Wonder wore that before I think would be a, a, dishon- a dishonor to him if, <laughs> if uh, he didn't have a good game in the season you know, his first game number one jersey but overall you know what you're going to lose some and uh, give credit to Montreal and my player of the game well obviously from Montreal it's not it's, it's no brainer but. If I have to pick a Hamilton guy, you know, even though he just was those last a couple of plays at the end, though, I really like the ferociousness and the uh, kind of the Hamiltonian defense mentality. But let's see what gets to Calgary, and uh, go Cats, go. All right, Manny, appreciate the call. Thanks, buddy. 
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Mark waiting on the line. Mark, we're going to get to you in a matter of seconds. We've got to take a quick break. When we return, more calls, emails, tweets, your reactions to tonight's 36-29 Alouette's victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Ticats going down to defeat for the first time here in 2019. They ended up losing uh, 36-29 to the Montreal Alouettes. So the Cats now 3-1. and They had an opportunity to go 4-0 for the first time since 1989. Their best starts to a season in terms of consecutive wins, 7-0. Got to go all the way back to 1961. That's been a while. Uh, Alouette's getting their first win of the season, so full credit to them for uh, stepping up and winning a big home game, their home opener uh, here in 2019, and Kahari Jones picking up his first win as a CFL head coach. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for coming along for the ride once again on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You can chime in on tonight's game. What do you think about the Ticats' performance? Was this a game that they should have won? You can tweet at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Send me an email, rick at 900chml.com, or pick up the phone. You can call star 9900 on your cell, or if you still have a landline, or if you want to use it on your cell phone, 905 645 Jim on Twitter writes, don't know who that team was tonight. Not the same team in the first three weeks. Masoli wasn't sharp, inaccurate all night, dumb penalties. Looks like another 500 season coming up. Player of the game, Ticat training staff, but only if they can get STE back uh, for the next game. Sean Thomas Erlington going down with a leg slash injury in the first quarter and hopefully fingers crossed that uh, he is okay uh majorly writes uh, fyi my player of the game is stand back can i do that with a uh an inquisitive faced emoji and uh, one more tweet to get to before we get back to the phones uh, mike writes hang in there tonight rick it's going to be rough i'm sure we should fire coach o cut masolians and manzel a contract offer all jokes aside losing ste and van zyle will suck but it's still our best start to a season in a decade. Can't win them all. And that's maybe a dose of reality. I mentioned Chris Van Zyl. He went down late in the game with what looked like an, uh, a leg injury. But he did walk off the field, so that was a good sign. Let's hope that he is back uh, for the next game against the Calgary Stampeders. That is a week this Saturday, Saturday, July the 13th. Kickoff is at 7, and uh, the fifth quarter will be live at 10. Back to the phones we go. Mark has been hanging on the line here. Mark, welcome to the fifth quarter. How are you, man? I'm okay. How about you? Well, you know, like, this was a trap game if I've ever seen one. Uh, you know, all the we, we played like crap, and Montreal played their hearts out, and we still could have won the game. 
the only thing I have issue with is the the block kick and the penalty there. Uh, at, at towards the end, yep. Yeah, like how when you're in the air, how are you supposed to control where your body's going to go when the kicker's like one or two yards right there? Like if you hit the ball, you should be able to hit the kicker. Like I don't know why they changed that rule. But as far as I'm concerned, that cost us the game there. Yeah, that, that's a rule that they uh, – I'm not sure what they were thinking. If you're in the air, you uh, – you know, he, he partially got a hand on it and then collides into the kicker. There's no doubt in my mind, what is that individual supposed to do? He's not Keanu Reeves in the Matrix and he can't contort and avoid contact. It's going to happen. I know they exactly. want to protect the kicker, but there's no way that individual can stop. Exactly. And it doesn't, doesn't help that the Montreal guy – slams him into the kicker so exactly he's not dodging bullets like in the matrix that's a good one <laughs> so i don't know we still could have won this game we're three and one the sky's not falling mazzoli didn't look his greatest i think banks is a little bit uh hobbled uh we'll just come back for calgary next week and that's it that's all you can do who's your player of the game tonight mark uh Ackland. yeah he had a great game first cfl td as well great choice absolutely thanks for the call have a good night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Jalen Acklin uh, with a vote for player of the game. Yeah, scoring his first CFL TD, a 17-yard strike uh, late in the first quarter uh, via Jeremiah Masoli. And Acklin on the night was uh, the Ticats' leading receiver by far. Eight catches, 120 yards. Banks, by the way, had seven for 86. Uh, Coombs, five for 61. Mike Jones, he had one catch tonight, and it was that big one, the 59-yarder uh, down the uh, far sideline. And Luke Tasker had six receptions uh, for 58 yards, and uh, he was targeted six times, and he hauled it in each and every time. And that's what you want from that intermediate guy that Luke Tasker is, and uh, he is a sure-handed individual. Anthony Coombs tonight in uh, place of the injured Sean Thomas Erlington, uh, who had one run for zero yards. Uh, Coombs had six carries for 51 yards, and as I mentioned, five uh, receptions for 61. So a solid debut in black and gold for Anthony Coombs. And, and here's the question that the Ticats are probably going to be asking themselves over the next couple of weeks if STE has gone long-term is, can they get by, and I know it's a you know it's a term that we don't want to use, but can they get by with Anthony Coombs as the starting running back? Uh, are they going to go running back by committee with Coombs and rookie Malik Irons? Are they going to throw Jackson Bennett in there? Well, I, I don't think is an option in terms of uh, production on the ground. But what is going to be the game plan if STE is gone for a few weeks? That's going to be you know a big question mark that they have to answer. Joe on Twitter writes, uh, you have ruined, or CFL, you have ruined the game. Should change it to touch football. Wow, can't block a punt anymore. Jim writes, bah, I liked the last week a lot better. Can't take that many penalties or allow that many rushing yards and still expect to win. Still, I'll take three and one. Now let's hope the Ticats can refocus on Calgary next week. Hashtag Oski Wee Wee and hashtag fifth quarter. And Davis says, penalties, tackling, offensive execution killed us tonight. Gahari outcoached Steinauer. Here's hoping STE and CVZ aren't out too long. Acklin and Coombs looking good. Ole Miss Addison, player of the game, is standback. And, uh, yeah, some great points by uh, both those individuals. Back to the phone, and Jason has been hanging on. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm, I'm not too bad. Uh, Rick, uh, is it hot enough for you in the city of ours today, it, or what? It's hot. Uh, the Ticats weren't as hot tonight, but no. it was it was a hot and muggy night in Montreal as well. Yeah. You know what? I think they got to reformulate the Gatorade or something 
In the, in the immortal words of Robert Shaw from Jaws, we're going to need a bigger Gatorade container bottle because they, they look like they were they, the Ticats' uh, energy level was slightly zapped. But i got to say, they tried to put up a good effort. Montreal, you know, they... They wanted to have a rematch big time, and they, you know, they played very well. So, congratulations to the Alouettes. Um, the uh, my player of the game, I'm going to say, is Mazzoli, and the guys that got injured, Van Zell and uh, oh, and Erlington, the Earl of the football field. There, he's uh, the Earl man. Uh, I, that was a that was a nasty injury he took. I hope he gets well soon. Um, I, I would say that, um, they should, uh, get the next best candidate to fill in his, uh, role, like, as soon as possible for their next game with Calgary, eh? So are you sold on Anthony Coombs, or do you think they're going to go shopping for somebody else? Oh, no, I like Coombs. Coombs looks like he can bring it to the table. Um, I, I would, I would definitely give him the consideration. Um, you know, and, uh... I gotta say to the the rest of the staff, I was watching last week's game too. I thought that was pretty cool too, but for this week, you know what? They 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 sh- they showed up, but uh, I gotta say that the next game they gotta focus on the next game, put this one behind them, and and, and go from there. And, and that's and, and that's what you gotta do as a professional outfit. You do, you can't you can't dwell on the losses or the wins. I mean, the wins are great, the losses are bad, but you got to move on to the next opponent. That's right. And the coaching staff, they're going to come up with a pretty good plan for the next game, I think. And uh, and, uh, and and I think they're going to – got to forgive me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bear with it. My, my dwelling is pretty warm, so I'm trying to <laughs> – Stay coherent before I clock out for the night. Well, let, I, you know, uh, you, you made some great comments. I like your player of the game as well. Yeah. I, I'll let you go, Jason, to, to to let you cool off a little bit because, yeah, it is a hot night. still 23 degrees here in Hamilton, and, and it is still a little bit muggy. Uh, Michael on CHML's Facebook page writes, Hey, how about that great Ticat defense? I think saying in jest. Chuck writes, defense played awful, penalties killed us, and that last one was just so unfortunate, but Fry balled out. Not his fault. He was a warrior. Uh, Thomas says he gave up 200 yards from the running back. Ticats can't stop the run. This is the blueprint on how to beat Hamilton. Learn to tackle and wrap up. And Ari writes, tonight was the night that we needed a change of pace. Masoli was not in sync and could not maintain drives. Tonight would have been the perfect night to let Dane Evans play the fourth quarter. You can't win a game when you're defense is on the field for 11 minutes of the third quarter and that third was really the turning point because Montreal gets a 24-yard field goal from Boris Beattie to make it 18-16 for the Cats and then they retake the lead for good with William Stanback's two-yard TD run and um, that was after a Tunde Adelike uh, pass interference call in the end zone, which put the ball on the one, and a couple of plays later, Montreal is in the end zone. Lines are open for you to call at star 9900 on your cell. You can also dial 905-645-3221, uh, at Rick Samprin on Twitter, and at AM900CHML on email. Let's get to a couple of emails, because they are flying in fast and furious. 
Alan from uh, St. Catharines writes, uh, this game should have been a win for us, but it feels like we were overconfident and we fell apart. Uh, the defense got tight on us, and Erlington injury is worrisome. I thought Coombs looked good, though, when he was in. I know Bo Levi Mitchell is out on the six-game injured list, although, Alan, I don't think that's been confirmed 100% yet. Uh, we have to stay competitive and get back on the saddle again playing Calgary or that bye week after next week is going to be a long bye week going down two games in a row. we got to redeem ourselves after this game. This is a huge and must for us. We're facing adversity right now with our main running back out. We need to be better disciplined and I want to somehow play Addison along with uh, keeping Tasker in there. Addison, uh, by the way, if you haven't heard, uh, was injured and uh, was not in the lineup tonight. Um, Alan goes on to say, I expect better for this team, and we should be more competitive against Calgary, or we will get slaughtered. Um, let's get the stamps next week. Player of the game, Standback for Montreal. William Standback, the final tally is in, and it is an impressive tally at that. 22 carries, 203 yards rushing, three TDs, and he also had two catches for 46 yards. If that isn't the epitome of production, I don't know what is. He was absolutely outstanding tonight. Uh, Jeanette on Twitter writes, uh, looks like CVZ, Chris Van Zyl, uh, may have just sprained his knee since he was able to walk off, and, and that would be, I guess, a best-case scenario. You don't want to see, again, any ligament damage, especially to a guy who has come in at right tackle and has played some really great football for the Hamilton Tiger Cats after all those years with Toronto. And Jimmy V on Twitter says, my thoughts, uh, we played no D in the second half. Losing STE didn't help either. Oski Wee Wee, and that could be a big loss if Sean Thomas Erlington is out of the lineup for any considerable time. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll say some prayers. We'll hope that he is back sooner rather than later. Montreal getting better of the Ticats tonight, 36-29, the final score. Hamilton falling to 3-1, the Alouettes 1-2. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have 13 more minutes to go. Um, actually, 11 when you factor in the commercial. So 11 more minutes for you to call in to uh, chime in on tonight's uh, Ticats defeat to the hands of the Owls. William Stanback leads our uh, player of the game voting uh, by far and away, the leader thus far tonight after a 203-yard performance on the ground. He's got to be, well, I guess depending on what else happens uh, this week in the CFL, he's got to be one of the uh, leading vote-getters for the top performer of the week in the Canadian Football League. Um, you know, i got to say this was, yeah, that that trap game definition certainly applied to this game because the Ticats, 3-0, playing great, especially over the last couple of weeks, getting two blowout wins on the road against a winless team with Calgary in the back of their minds coming up next week. Yeah, the trap game may have gotten the Ticats tonight. Of course, you know, if they win tonight, it, it's not a trap game, right? It's it's a Ticats team rallying to beat a team that they should beat. But I mean this is what we this is what we're left with in terms of dissecting why this game transpired the way it did. Bev on Twitter writes, standback player of the game, we're not sure if we can beat Calgary, but hope we will. And Jeff writes, terrible game in all three phases tonight. Masoli has happy feet. Defense can't tackle. Penalties were atrocious. Player of the game, fans for watching that, probably Acklin. And uh, Jalen Acklin scoring his first CFL TD tonight. Uh, the leading pass catcher for the Tiger Cats tonight with uh, eight receptions, 120 yards. And uh, Dave are also writing that uh, he's worried about STE's 
injury. Sean Thomas Rollington going down in the first quarter with a knee slash leg injury. We'll probably find out tomorrow, if not uh, on Saturday, the status for Sean Thomas Rollington going forward. 36-29, the Alouettes winning tonight's football game. And uh, for the Ticats, it's it's next game on the schedule. And that next game is against the defending champion Calgary Stampeders. Saturday, July the 13th. That's one week from this coming Saturday. It is at Tim Hortons Field, a 7 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air with fifth quarter at 10 p.m. Let's get to a couple more emails from uh, Ticats fans who have thrown them my way. Uh, this one from Angelo. Hi, Rick. Not overly impressed by this performance tonight. This loss is totally on the defensive unit. 200 yards rushing at this level is unacceptable. We need help at the linebacker position. The Cats lacked focus tonight big time. Defensive line got shredded by the combination of uh, their quarterback and running back. Let's move on and forget this one. Player of the game, Masoli. And email again from Angel. This one coming in from Steve, who writes, Hi, Rick. Indeed, this was a humbling experience for the Cats. I have to wonder if mental preparation was part of the problem. After amassing over 100 points in two games on offense, I have to wonder if Banks was on the mend as he wasn't called all that frequently. Player of the game for Hamilton, Luke Tasker. That email again from Steve. And one more email to get to. This one from Philly Filski. Hi, Rick. Had to work late and missed most of the game, and I'm glad I did. Losing a good player like Erlington early is still no excuse to lose to a garbage team like Montreal. And speaking of garbage, that's exactly what the Hamilton D played like. Giving up 200 yards in the ground to someone not named Andrew Harris is absolutely appalling. I put this one square on Washington for not making the necessary adjustments at halftime. And he's referring to defensive coordinator Mark Washington. Uh, there's a reason why the Lions let him go. Once again, being a Ticat fan equals frustration. I'm going to the game next week against Calgary, and I honestly don't know what to expect. But if it's 15 straight games, 16 if you count the 2014 Grey Cup, a futility in counting after the contest, I won't be shocked. Player of the game, the guy who fired the air gun at the end of the fourth quarter to signal the end of the game and mercifully put that turkey to bed. Philly Filski, perhaps summing it up best tonight for all Ticats fans. Tony on CHML's Facebook page chiming in. Uh, is this going to be the start of another 500 season? Oh no. Can it be? This team has had too many of those. This team is better than that, aren't they? It can't be another 500 or a sub 500 or just over 500. Can't be. Let's look at the schedule coming up for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They got the Stampeders at home a week this Saturday. Is that going to be a loss? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll say 50-50. They're the defending champs. Hamilton hasn't beaten them since God was a boy, and they're going into the bye week. This you know, It doesn't fall into the trap category, but there's a number of alarm bells already going off, aren't there? After the bye, yeah, they're well-rested. Are they going to be sharp? Are they going to be in tune, in sync? playing, firing on all cylinders because they're going to take on one of the best teams in the league once again in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's at home, so it's not going to be as tough as going to Winnipeg, which is always a tough place to play. Then they're at Saskatchewan versus BC, at Ottawa, and at BC. That's the month of August. They they should win a bunch of games in August. I would be surprised if they weren't 3-1. and one. So we're still ahead of the game here. 
Labor Day against the Argos. They're at Calgary. They're at Edmonton. They're at Winnipeg again. That's your September. That's a tough month. Aside from the Argos game, that is a tough month with three straight road games, Calgary, Edmonton, and the Peggers. Yeesh. And then October runs around, and uh, we host Edmonton. The Ticats host Ottawa. They're at Montreal. They entertain Toronto. October should be a plus month. This team can't be 500. They, they can't be. The talent that they have, the coaching staff they've assembled, the way they've started the season, the confidence they've built, if they're 500, I'm not sure what I'll do. I'll have to think of something atrociously harsh to do if this team is once again 500. I was telling uh, Scott Radley, host of the Scott Radley Show here on CHML weeknights 6 to 8, that this team has to win at least 11 games this season. If they don't, man, oh man, what are we doing? Cheering a 500 team, basically. All right, that's my rant. Chris has called in in the fifth quarter. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, sir? I'm okay. How about you? Uh, very well, thank you, considering the uh, results, of course, and uh, how uh, sloppy, not the defense played, but um, how the offense sputtered uh, later on, especially in the second half, especially after the last three games where they exploded and they imploded this time. Yeah, it wasn't good to see. I expected a much tidier effort, if I can put it that way. Not necessarily just with the penalties, but more efficient. And they just looked off tonight. And especially once Montreal, uh, the Alouettes, uh, got on to the... uh, their right track, shall we say. It seemed to be uh, game over, especially, uh, and never blame the defense. They were on for such a long time, especially what really gets me is how these uh, all these people say that, uh, oh, the defense is defense that. They were on for such a long time. What do you expect realistically? So you're pointing more of the finger at the offense for not doing their job, which resulted in the defense being on the field for too long. Uh, if you want to put it that way, yes, even though I would not. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, it was uh, weather conditions or that um, there are three win win streak to begin the season or whichever it is. Well, time of possession tonight. Montreal had the ball for almost 35 minutes. Ticats just over 25 minutes. So a 10-minute difference in hot, muggy conditions. Yeah, it's going to wear a defense down for sure. Absolutely. And if I add uh, one last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I really praise uh, the efforts and uh, the job that you do all these years. Thanks. Instead of uh, Jim Titty. I mean, Jim Taddy. uh, But... uh, you are my number one. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of Jim Teddy. He's a nice guy. Great broadcaster. I'll leave it at that. Um, player of the game tonight. We will give it to William Stanback. And I can't even say reluctantly because he was the best player on the field. He had a fantastic game. 203 yards rushing, three TDs, one catch for 46 yards. Phenomenal. Jeremiah Masoli tonight, 29 of 44, 401 yards through the air. That's that's a great stat, even though a lot of it did come uh, in a losing effort. Uh, two touchdowns for Masoli, one interception as well, which turned out to be the difference of the ballgame. Seven points at Montreal scored off that interception.
Vernon Adams Jr. was 14 of 25 tonight, 202 yards through the air. He ran the ball seven times for 59 yards. Anthony Coombs, six carries for 51 yards. I mentioned standback 12, or pardon me, 22 for 203 and three TDs. And uh, through the air, I mentioned Jalen Acklin, 8 for 120. He was the leading receiver for the Cats. For Montreal, it was B.J. Cunningham. He had a couple receptions for 67 yards. But Quan Bray had eight catches for 54 yards. And defensively, the leading tackler for the Ticats tonight, Richard Leonard. He had six. Uh, Patrick Lovells had six for the Alouettes. Final score, 36-29, Montreal over Hamilton. The Ticats 3-1. They will next play on Saturday, July the 13th as they take on the defending champion Calgary Stampeders. 7 p.m. kickoff at Tim Hortons Field. We'll be on the air at 10 p.m. Our player of the game is William Stanback. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Jason tonight. Jason, stay cool, my friend. For producer Donna Pollard, my name is Rick Samprin. Thank you once again for listening to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.